take a seat in your coziest chair. Pour yourself a cup of English breakfast tea, and once you are ready, let's go on a voyage. Detective Tudor Flute was having a week. He was tied back to back with Detective Dunhat Doozy on a ramshackle roasting pit in a way that was some garbage gnome's idea of how a savage native would treat their prisoners. He was sore, he was tired, and the only thing keeping him going was the fact that he wasn't alone. Detective Dunhat Doozy, on the other hand, was unperturbed and napping. This was honestly the thing Tudor loved most about Doozy. He was, on the whole, unflappable, which was not a common trait in members of the cross-triangular Sea Watch Patrol, or in birds. The two of them had nearly the exact same day as our heroes did, just a few hours earlier. Flute was still fuming at Unglian's response to their investigation in Modotter Harbor. After naming Virgil's Badwater's crew as instigators, gadabouts, and escaped convicts, she refused to answer any of their questions and ordered both the detectives to join her crew in a manhunt. As if. When they refused, she threatened first to turn them into stardust, a threat that she immediately regretted, backpedaled, thanked them for their service, and ran off in a petulant huff. With the help of Gramps, she raised an entire ship from the dead which was, to be frank, terrifying, and pursued the ship in chase. They could fly much faster than the ships, so they put their affairs in the city in order and took to the sky, wishing Modotter Harbor a final farewell. They flew to the north side of the wedge, over Unglian and Virgil's ships locked in chase with the utmost speed. Exhausted, they landed on this island, one of the Wedgestone Isles, Tudor didn't know if it had a name, and were prepared to pass out when they were greeted with open arms by a whole tribe of gnomes. It was only until too late that they found out this was no tribe. It was a colonizing expedition. Doozy was beginning to piece it together first, as usual. Their oversized clothes were stolen from the crocodile people that used to live on this island. Used to, before they were either murdered or fled. But Tudor wasn't convinced at the time, and both of them were too tired to refuse a hearty meal. The gnomes had a very talented chef, and the cobbler looked just so crisp and appetizing, it could just put you to sleep. And obviously it did. They laced it with a sleeping potion of some sort, and when they woke up, they found the little imperial colonialists dancing around with glee, drinking their crumpets and doffing their caps while the birds were hogtied above an unlit fire. Hopefully, it would stay unlit. And surprisingly, it did. 
Tudor had suspected that the gnomes would want to turn them into stardust, just like Anglian did, but Doozy said it felt a little more like they were using them as bait. But for what, and for hours, neither of them could guess. Not until Virgil Badwater's crew walked out of the jungle into the clearing surrounding them, and they were ambushed by a whole tribe of the little expansionist trash. My name is Ben Schiffler, and I am your dungeon master. Drinking crumpets? <laughs> it's I in character. Uh, yeah, Tudor Flute might not know what a, a crumpet is. <laughs> so you have a little insight into his mind. A little PO, right. POV character. Yeah, so it's first round of combat. You guys are ambushed in uh, words, but not mechanics. Uh, so roll me up initiative, and your intros Ooh. will be first round of combat. Some good old-fashioned fighting. Good old-fashioned fighting. All right, Avalon's got a 12. I'll write this out. Thank you, Six, Scotty. Sorry, Emma. for Flaxen. It's a, you can still call me. It feels weird, you guys calling me Emma, but I, I feel like the internet should not have to have this confusion. I think that's more confusing. Oh, fair. <laughs> um, you said Flaxen yeah. got a 16? <laughs> Flaxen got a 16. I'm just going to call you Ishmael forever. That's fine. <laughs> that's fair. Ishmael forever. No, his last name You've is Overcast, not forever. But the middle it's an easy mistake to make. Uh, what did Shane get? Rowan got 20. 20. Um, where do you want me to put enemies in this initiative, Ben? Uh, we'll put them at the end of it. Okay. I got 11. So the last we left off, we were just like surrounded. That's it, right? Yes, you were surrounded. Okay. So yeah, it's Rowan like- first. Basically, yeah, you guys walked into this clearing. In the center were the two uh, star elementals. Um, they are in bird human forms. They're like they look like normal human dudes uh, wearing their nice suits, uh, but they have bird heads. Uh, and Wait, they're the tied detectives are star elementals. Yes, they are. I don't think I ever realized that. <laughs> Either. <laughs> How many bad guys are there? Like a just uh, a crowd? Gnomes. It's a crowd. Uh if you wanted to like count them, you'd need to spend a little bit of time doing that, but you'd guess Got anywhere it. from ten to thirty. Okay. Okay. Um I mean we're all in agreement that we just kinda wanna deal with them, right? No diplomacy or anything? No, we I don't know if we're in agreement about that necessarily. <laughs> we need to smash these inferior beings. I don't know if we really have time to discuss it. <laughs> no, I'm I okay. So. Oh, I I'm speak gnomish, s- by the way. Really? Oh, no, that's don't. a fun little addition to your character sheet since last I week. I almost put that on my character sheet when I made my character, but I thought, what are the chances we're going to run into gnomes? <laughs> well, it's tough with not being in person because I can't sneak looks at your character sheets in between sessions. So mm. I, I was fully prepared for one of you to know gnomish, and that to throw well, a wrench in my plans. I, uh, I still have a language that I haven't written down, so I better get on that before I like... <laughs> yeah. Before yeah, there are no languages. Languages left to it pick was that are crocodile being used. people. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. It's a dead language now. Um, oh, okay. man. Rowan. Well, me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're probably dead, right? <laughs> uh, anyways, um, I'm in agreement. I'm kind of just annoyed. Um, mostly I'm, I'm like embarrassed that they like pulled one over us, even though it was like really obviously, o- really obvious if you looked at it. So I'm just going to use Bardic Inspiration on uh, Avalon. <laughs> Flaxen a- absolutely hates Imperialists. So he has Yeah, no that's qualms. why he burned down that city that one time. Indeed oh, shit. it is. <laughs> uh, so I'm just going to take a swing at one with my rapier. Uh, with a 14. 
Uh, that just barely hits the thing. It seems like they're Sweet. they're pretty weak, uh, but they're pretty spry as well. Um, so yeah, mm. one of them that was rumbling up towards you, a solid two and a half feet tall with little rock arms and rock feet and rock <coughs> eyes and probably a rock well, wife I, back home. Uh, I, you uh, you skewer him. I give him a hefty poke for uh, eight damage. Eight damage, boy howdy! That is a a lot of damage. You uh you stick it through the uh the center of the elemental, and in a a crumbling of stone, uh it collapses uh and uh it disassembles. Uh, the elemental is unsummoned. Sweet. Who summoned these things? What elemental is unsummoned? Uh, the gnomes are the gnomes are elementals. They're rock yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah. Who summoned these things and why? And can we go punch them? Can't elementals just exist? Do they have to be summoned? Uh, all elementals... Actually, maybe make me a history check. Oh, I mean, it's it's not my turn. This is out of initiative That's okay. It, it is, it thinking is, is a free action. Um, nine? I'm nine? You, you probably took like a remedial intro to... Uh, elementalism course back at the school no maybe that was like a like an eighth grade like world sciences class that i've Mm. barely paid attention to or something yeah for sure you're mostly like i don't know playing hangman with the other cool kids in the back talking about what kind of music you listen to and playing on your game boys yeah yeah additionally it it is your turn i'm done with my actions oh great are we introducing ourselves oh yeah and i'm flaxen the half orc (laughs) human rogue Played by the Nicholas. Yeah, uh, Rowan also uh, introduced yourself. You you missed that one. Oh, now. Oh, whoops. Okay, I'll just insert. Um, it. I'm I'm Rowan Ridley, and I'm played by Shing. Can you say it again, but not super quiet? <laughs> oh, God, I'm Rowan Ridley. I'm Rowan Ridley. And I'm, I'm Rowan, Rowan Ridley. My name is Shing, and I have a My terrible cold. Yeah, um, I'm Rowan Ridley. I'm a human bard, played by Shing. Okay, sweet. Um, okay, so wait, so it is my turn. So did I learn anything from mm-hmm. that nine history? I would say that you know that all elementals are summoned at some point. However, there are certain elementals that can be produced as like offspring of elementals, and those ones aren't summoned. So, for example, a mermaid is technically a water elemental, but no one summons a mermaid. It's just a water elemental existed a long time ago, and then their offspring produced offspring, produced offspring that many generations later became a mermaid. Okay. So, like, sometimes they're summoned and sometimes they just exist. Totally. And so stuff like a hellhound or a fire ant probably wasn't summoned. They were birthed. They came, became alive. Okay. Um, but, like, a fire elemental that's like that big fire lion, uh, Sunny, he would have been, like, summoned by some dude or it, lady. Do, do I know? It, do I need cool to make cap. a separate check for this? Um like is does the plane of fire exist and like are they summoned from the plane of fire like is that the how it works no it's totally theoretical no one has any idea no one's ever been to the place where elementals come from in fact you know that for most elementals they just arrive if they're summoned and they have near amnesia as to what or where they were beforehand oh cool okay got it Um, all right guys we need to be high enough level to uh to cast gate so we can just go explore that sounds fun is that like level nine or something? That is a level nine spell. I love D&D level nine spells. They just ruin <laughs> campaigns. It's great. Uh-huh. Do we think this fog is like interplanar? Oh, we've got no idea. 
Well, I'm gonna it guess came Virgil from outside <laughs> the planet. Like, <laughs> I'm going to guess Virgil doesn't quite know what the word planar means, if I had to speculate and ruminate I on it. I think he's used a planar before. <laughs> um, okay, so I have something I would like to do. Great. Could I, could I l- look very quickly at all my companions and see if anyone has a knife that I can take? Yeah, because you can. What the last time I asked for a knife, Avalon got me a knife block, and I left that on the mm-hmm. boat. I do not carry a fucking knife block with me. That's crazy. What? Good. Um, but so that's I need so a knife. many knives. <laughs> make, make me a perception check. Okay. Um, eleven. Does anyone have a eleven. knife on there? You spy that. Thanks to me just listening to episode two. Rowan has two kitchen knives stolen from the uh, uh, prison uh, picked up during the intro to episode two. Uh, and I would assume has them tucked away on his belt. You just keep kitchen knives on you, Rowan? I was going to say that know. I left them in your knife block, but <laughs> the DM has overruled that possibility. So the I guess they block. are on my, they are the on my belt. Full. Like th- there was no space for additional <laughs> knives on the knife block. There was two extra right. slots for bonus knives, DLC content. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> what I would like to do is, I don't know if I can do all of this on my turn, so feel free to limit me, but I would like to take Rowan's knife and just run into the fray and start untying uh, Flute and Doozy. I, I like that, but I will say you're going to need to make me a dexterity save to like dodge around the, uh, or acrobatics or athletics if you want to. But you need to Would dodge you like around a check or a save? I'd say let's make a check. Okay. I can do acrobatics check. Um, 16. 16. Uh, with a 16, yeah, you're able to, uh, can you describe how you uh, n- navigate this crowd of uh, angry gnomes? I sure can. It's with a lot of fear. <laughs> it's a, it's like a very quickly made decision and kind of adrenaline based. So I like, uh, my eyes go wide. I dart over and I grab the knife and say, sorry. And then I just like duck and weave and dodge, uh, through, um, shifting my weight as fast as I can, but it's definitely very fumbly. And I get over to the, to flute and doozy in like a, a huff and, uh, cause I'm kind of tired and don't really know what I'm doing. And I just start like, um, knifing the, the rope, like sawing it with this knife. And my eyes are really wide and I'm like, I don't know what's going on, but you just shut up and I'm getting you out of here. It's kind of like a reverse Jack Sparrow. What I'm imagining is a very Jack Sparrow run. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was thinking like a uh, kind of like it's a Jackie Chan a Jack vibe, run. where it's kind of like you know things are swinging yeah, overhead Jackie under Chan. you. You jump over a prop. There's a bit of like swinging around. That's good too. Yeah, uh, that's cool. I'm, I'm probably not doing any jumping. I think I'm just like moving left and right. Like oh 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 god. Yeah, be in the like leaf that. kind of vibe. Yeah, uh, like great. As you yank the knives off my like belt or whatever, I just like give you a really offended look. Like, excuse, like, ex- fucking cues me. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm already like gone. watch you like kind of like I don't know like Jack Sparrow hop off, just like <laughs> supers like you know weirded out, but like okay. Um, that's my turn. I'm Ishmael Overcast. I'm an elf sorcerer. I'm played by Emma. All right, so I have two questions. One is, what does the Bardic Inspiration give me? Like a D6 of something. For attack attack rolls and skill checks? Just attack rolls. Attack rolls, not damage. Attack rolls or any, it's it's any checks, no damage. Basically anything except damage. You might even be able to use it on a save too, I think. I I don't know if it saves. I think it might just be active things. Mm. My other question was, does anyone remember if Avalon has 
gotten a shirt. You since... have not gotten a shirt. <laughs> okay, I, I do okay, remember. Great. Okay, that's just just wanted to check. <laughs> You're still um, shirtless. Fantastic. All right. Well, I was all for massacring these little rock things from the get-go. So I'm so angry that they've got the jump on us, and I enter rage. Mm, good. And I'm just going to start hacking these things to pieces with my greatsword. I have a question. Um, I don't mean to interrupt, but how? Do, what do you look like when you go into a rage? Like, do, do, do you, does your disposition change? Um, well, my eyes get sort of fiery, and I mean literal fire. Nice. Uh, mm-hmm. and, Very anime. Yeah. Um, a lot of veins, I bet. A lot of veins. Th- there's, there's a lot of, th- <laughs> there, there is a certain amount of veins. There, I, I, I like to think there's like a certain, like a small amount of the sort of bulk up, as in like sort of what the Hulk does, but not like that big, but just like a little bit of like, huh. Where did that come from? Mm. Um, like, do do you still look very cool, or is like classy noble Avalyn gone, replaced by like gonna fuck you up Avalyn, or is oh, he still like beautiful and glamorous and I don't know? Well, if he wasn't, if I, if I wasn't like screaming and covered in blood and sweat, then I maybe he'd look cool. Okay, but, like <laughs> by and large, like. No. Got it. I, I, w- I would say not. There's too much viscera um, in the equation for cool looking. And and like he's screaming so much there's like spittle flying out of his mouth and that's just not cute. Oh, so it's like a feral <laughs> kind of rage. Oh yeah, he's Got it. gone. Yeah. All right. So, I'm going to recklessly attack one of these gnomes. Um that's a 26. Oh, now that just misses. Obviously, it hits. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, that is 11 damage. Uh, yeah, you pummeled this gnome. How do you crash this sucker? I'm thinking I punt him slightly up in the air and then use my greatsword to just bring bring the greatsword down right on top of him as he flies upwards and split him in half. Damn. <laughs> As you split him in half, uh, you, hey, uh, hey, Flaxen, make me, yeah, make me a wisdom save. Uh oh, wisdom. Yeah, that's a that's a nine. A nine. You are thrown back uh, onto the ground as you see wreathed around Avalyn flame hmm. and a pair of eyes staring at you from above him as the thing that is wreathing itself around him and granting him such power is the form of a massive phoenix and it locks Whoa. eyes with you for a second and it seems quite disturbed that you can see it uh, and, I'm just uh, as disturbed that I can see it I look around and see if anyone else can see it no Whoa. You can, you can also see that there is a pair of shackles uh, around its fearsome talons, uh, which are plunged oh. into the dirt to the left and right of Avalon. Whoa. How big is this thing? Is, uh, it, is Avalon like between its legs? Yeah, it, it's it's almost like it's halfway out of the ground, like there's a clipping error. Um, mm. You can only really see like half of it. It's massive head and two great front talons and its fiery wings. Uh, and you'd imagine it's the size of 
a small ship. Uh, nodding is not the best for an audio medium. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> well, in, in in any case, um, I'm Mr. Fire Beast, which is to say Avalon Veristinia, elf barbarian, and I'm voiced by Connor. Excellent. Bravo. Oh, that's Virgil. Yeah, that's you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I watch uh, Avalon and all his raging glory as he charges into the fray, and I suddenly find myself a little body conscious. Uh, <laughs> so I, I suck in my gut, um, even though no one else could notice, and I scan the enemy opponents for a leader. Very nice. Make me that, uh, ooh, some kind of insight check, perhaps? Insight it is. Eleven. Eleven. Uh, at a quick scan, you can count up the number of enemies. There are probably... Uh, let's say 21 of them. And now there are 19 because two of them have been reduced to powder. Uh, you can also see that the, the surrounding environment around you guys, you're at the, on the top of like a cliff face on this mountain, uh, on the side of this jungle you've just been hiking up. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, you're not far from the peak and the views up there are pretty good. It, that doesn't seem relevant, but I uh, just thought I'd run, throw that in there for, <laughs> you know, maybe you've hiked before and you, you like seeing the vistas. Um, uh, Maybe we you can also... pause in the middle of this fight. Just mm-hmm. look yeah. at the view. And <laughs> yeah. Instagram. I mean, you can get that <laughs> snapshot for the uh, achievement. Uh, hashtag blessed. Hashtag combat. <laughs> you, have, you have to view 25 vistas to get the achievement to unlock your next mount. Uh, you uh, need to... Okay. But the uh, the leader, uh, you do spy one that is decked in the most frills and has the most medals upon his uh, vest. You can see they are all wearing like very nice buttoned up clothing and this guy has a bit of like a commander's jacket on uh it's bright red with pure sky blue buttons and there's a ton of little golden medallions that have you know various accolades and rewards from back in the the gnomish home country the gnome country gnome Gnome. Sorry, thank you for correcting me. The Gnome country. <laughs> uh, and uh, and he is probably uh, the most defended. There's a couple of guards, bodyguards, that stand in front of him, and it seems like he's not so much wading into the fray. He, in fact, is the only one still sipping from his china cup uh, and drinking uh, two, two sugars with cream. Alright, well then I'm gonna go for I'm going to charge up to one of the guards and swing my axe right at its rock brain. Excellent. Make me that attack roll. How about a uh, 25? You guys are all rolling ludicrously well. (laughs) (laughs) I rolled a 9. Yeah, but on your attack rolls anyway. Yes, that definitely In my defense, I I roll with advantage most of the time, so that's... Explanation. Oh, speaking of which, um, I believe Bardic Inspiration does not have to be applied as you roll your, your hit dice. So if you your hit dice after. high enough, you don't have to. Yeah. Before the DM tells you hmm. what the DC is, nice. but after you've rolled your first die. Uh, yeah. That's a good okay. improvement for Also, three, five. I have a question. If we ever make it to the Gnomish homeland, does that Gnome mean we'll, we'll, we'll get... Uh, confronted by the Department of Gnome Land Security. Oh my god. You're taking away all my good <laughs> jokes for the Gnome Land, Art. Uh, Connor? 
I do seven damage. Seven damage. Uh, all right, that's not enough to take this guy out. The the two bodyguards seem like they're a little beefier, and they hold up those big, uh, uh, what are they, like, pole arms, pikes, that you would see, mm-hmm. like, fancy uh, English guards wear. Jousters? Oh. I don't know. Like the- oh, like the Swiss guards of the Vatican. Yeah. Like them. Uh, all right, and now uh, it is the Wait. gnome's turn, after you say. I don't need to. I'm Virgil, the human fighter and lover and i'm played by jake <laughs> uh okay and uh it is the gnome's turn and it seems like avalon is not only making you a uh, body conscious virgil several of the gnomes as well are pretty conscious that their bodies might not exist pretty soon uh and uh particularly the gnome leader uh seems to be muttering something to one of the bodyguards uh and uh he shouts gnome 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 uh and then in primordial looks over towards the group of the five of you and says and fie upon you. I speak primordial? Mm-hmm. You hear that. Uh, and uh, and a couple of gnomes come trundling out of the jungle, uh, bearing a palanquin. <laughs> Finally. Uh, the rest of the gnomes, though, definitely attack y'all. Uh, two of them group up on uh, Rowan. Uh, Not- <sighs> okay. Rowan, what's your armor class? Thirteen. One of them hits you, uh, doing three Great. points of damage as he clubs you with his truncheon. Um, truncheon. Okay. <laughs> Just are, like, are these British policemen? They're little billy clubs. It's, oh, nice. Oh. Sticks that British policemen have. Nice. This is police brutality. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I mean they did just excise and commit genocide to an entire island, so it cry me a river. Uh the uh uh a couple of the other gnomes uh circle on uh Ishmael, uh now that they've mm-hmm. seen you trying to free the detectives. Uh three of them wander over and try to club you with their little billy clubs. Yeah, that's fair. My AC is eleven, just gonna put that out there. Okay. One misses, another one misses. Another one misses. That's a two, a five, and a six. Boy, howdy. Uh, um, how how are they missing? Like, am I doing cool howdy. head dodges out of the way? Or like, are they just, do they just suck at hitting? Just for uh, flavor. I would say maybe, maybe there's some like dodging. I feel like maybe there's some cool like rolling you can do underneath the, oh, the yeah, two of them cool. tied over it. So you can like roll over and start sawing on the other thing. And one of them slams down and you like duck behind them. And maybe there's like a moment where they try and attack you and you spin the little like uh, pole that both of the detectives are <laughs> on to try and like, you know, whack one of them out of the way with oh, uh, Doozy's hat or something. That's hilarious. I just want to note that it's very frantic the whole time. Oh, yes. I love that. Um, okay. And uh, then uh, uh, five of them try and lunge at Rowan to take him down at once. Rowan, make me a strength save. You mean save. Avalon? Sorry, you Avalon. Mean Avalon. All right. Strength save, you say? Yes. Um, well, that's a 21. 21. Uh, you are buried under a cavalcade of gnomes. Uh, five of them pin you to the ground uh, and are trying to keep you from savagely destroying any of their nearby friendos wait I, that was a failure yeah five <laughs> gnomes Lord. yeah well that's fair it's five boulders yeah small ones uh yeah you are under five big rocks the gnome is not impressed <laughs> yeah Sorry. so uh virgil uh the uh, bodyguard in front of you uh tries to stick you with its pike mm. uh, with a 13 
13. That is my armor class. And that is a hit. Oh. Um, uh, and it deals six points of damage to you as it sticks you in the gut that you were so sucking in. Yow! <laughs> that's, that's some good RP right there. Great, thank you. Uh, we need that, that uh, you know, contextual voice bark. Yow! <laughs> okay, great. Uh, and then uh, lastly, who's the last one that hasn't been uh, punched at? That would be... Flaxen. Flaxen? Yeah, on the ground, uh, one of the gnomes, uh, a more ambitious one that's probably looking to rise the social ladder, uh, comes over and uh, tries to sock you in the nose with its rocky hand. Uh, Is it with tall a enough 14, for that? Uh, he fell oh, to the that ground. does not meet my AC. I have an AC of 15. Very nice. Uh, he tries to sock your head, uh, but you're able to twist your head to the left uh, immediately. But as it does hit the ground, you can feel a little bit of a rumble underneath you. Mm. I look around and see if anyone else noticed the rumble. Uh, nope, doesn't look like they did. Hmm. We're too busy. busy with a spike in my stomach. <laughs> oh yeah, that's not good. I'm too busy being buried. So who is... Rowan's up. Rowan's up. Top of the round. So uh, the palanquin, like, is it just kind of like sitting there right now? Has uh, anyone yeah, emerged? It's like the, uh, the head of the gnomes is trying to walk up towards it and get on okay. it at the moment. Um, I kind of want to, like, make a speech about capitalism right now. Oh, please, please do. I, please do <laughs> in character. Kidding? Please do. Thank you. I, But I want to, like, I'm not sure if this is, like, too many actions. Like, first, I want to kind of, like, assess um, every, all the gnomes and kind of, like, get a feel for, like, you know, is there, like, discontent among the ranks or whatever? <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's not too it. many actions, but if you're trying to see if you can establish a, like, hot, just met this group of people fighting me insurrection, uh, yeah, you yeah. can make a check to see if you can <laughs> do that. I'm not going to say that a nat 20 will let you succeed, though. <laughs> oh, fuck. Um, hmm. are, also, are we sure they aren't mercantilist? I might be what's, getting a little too into the weeds with this economic stuff. I, Yeah, this is, what's, what's this mer- is an area I cannot engage with you on. <laughs> Wait, remind me, what's mercantilism again? Most empires were mercantilist in that this is the, not- the colonies, <laughs> like, like basically, like free trade isn't a thing. You're basically just making money off of your colonies. Oh, okay. <laughs> but very some empires for being were in a capitalist. Rage. Um, and and uh, yes, that that's uh, this is. This is the isolated, like, Bruce Banner part of Avalon's brain who isn't doing anything right now. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I do kind of like the image of you hooked out in a rage, uh, talking calmly about the, you know, ethics of mercantilism in pre-colonialist society. <laughs> so, 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 Rowan, what are you doing? Where are you going? Who are you convincing like, to join I, your okay. impromptu rebellion? So I just, well, just kind of wanted to, like turn the majority of the gnomes against the dude who's in the palanquin uh-huh. and just kind of like make them realize the the futileness of like capitalism and that one person will always like get the majority of the wealth off off the the labor of others and uh-huh. i just hope that they'll be distracted enough in having this existential realiza- re- realization about them that they're never going to feel self-fulfilled or anything right. by repeating this cycle of violence you know if the system continues to persist and that they should just live happily with what they got. And okay. 
Oh, amazing! In six seconds. Gonna be, I'm, I'm gonna need. I'm gonna need two things from you. Number one, you're gonna need to make me a charisma check, probably performance, maybe persuasion. That's a thing, right? Persuasion. I'll do persuasion. Yeah, yeah persuasion, yeah. and definitely have disadvantage because you're in combat with people who are fighting you with clubs. <laughs> Uh, oh, for sure. Okay. Um, and then the All second right, we'll, thing I'm going we'll to need you to do is tell me in <laughs> yeah. character exactly what you say to the gnomes. Oh, fuck. <laughs> hey, We're going to start a revolution. Want to come? Uh, yeah. Um, should I do the speech first and then roll? Speech like, first. Or should yeah, I roll maybe first? it gives you a bonus if you give me a, a very passionate speech that turns me from my colonialist ways. <laughs> Man. Okay. Well, the thing is, Rowan, the character, is probably way more articulate than Shing, the person. So I don't know how well this is going to turn out, but we'll, we'll we'll see. Just go for um, it. It'll be all right. I won't punish you for saying words. Oh, uh, you always do that to me on a daily, daily basis. <laughs> yeah, in real life, <laughs> <that's D&D. laughs> call, call me out on my my miss, uh, miss, miss whatever. See? I'm doing it right now. But I'm not calling you out um, on it, because this is a safe space. Sure. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um... God, how did inspirational speeches even work? Uh, hey, all you gnomes, look around you. How, like, are you guys happy with what you're doing right now? Like, look at this dude in this, like, fancy ass palanquin. Like, are you guys discussing how much of the booty you guys, like, accumulate and distribute among your people? Like, have you ever, like, thought about if you guys are getting paid as equally as the dude in the palanquin? Um, what is, uh, at this point, I like kind of take a pause. Um, and can I ask like what the, what the uh, reception the is room. so far? Yeah. Read the room. Great. Make me a read the room check. <laughs> uh, insight. What the fuck is the read the insight? Man. This is just riveting. Oh, this might be the first legitimate insight check we've ever made. <laughs> yeah. I got a 12. A 12. Uh, it seems like, uh, your treasonous heresy, uh, is, Number one, what language are you speaking in? Garrett. <laughs> I don't know. Common. Cool. <laughs> they don't speak common as we established the entirety of the previous episode. So I have not remembered this fact from two weeks ago. <laughs> 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 so yeah, it seems like most of them are not listening to you. One of them, however, is wrapped. Uh, the one that was, uh, one of the one- ones that were fighting you, uh, it's, mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's kind of eyeing you, uh, and, uh, and listening to what you're saying. It clearly speaks common and is beginning to like internalize some of what you're, uh, what you're preaching. Um, I, I lock eyes with this one gnome who is like, who has like come to this realization cogs are turning in his head it's like yeah you like when is the last time you asked yourself are you happy with this situation or have you just like internalized the norms of your society and what they tell you to be happiness and then i kind of like look for his reaction mm-hmm. uh he says gnome 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 and he drops his billy club and as he does, the head of the gnomes peers out of his palanquin, which he's now in, uh, and says in primordial, Well, tut tut and tally ho, a lordship to the one that kills the traitor. Uh, and with that, uh, the other gnome that was fighting you whacks the uh, uh, traitor gnome on the head uh, and crumbles him into rocky pieces. Uh, but you can see as he is uh, dissummoned uh, and only to be resummoned back in the gnome lands, uh, you can see a, a flash of inspiration in his eyes uh, as he crumbles into dust. 
shit. Wow. <laughs> I won't forget you. <laughs> also, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm just uh, like, ooh, mm, capitalism rough. And then I go, I, I don't know, I go back to fighting, I yeah, guess. Okay, Flaxen, your turn. You just, got, you just got a kill with a persuasion check. <laughs> Um, so, uh, <laughs> what is the, is the person peering out of the palanquin also a rock gnome? Yes, they're all rock gnomes. Uh, I, I wanna, I wanna shout at the one that is, uh, in the palanquin. I, I don't speak primordial. Okay. But, uh, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna shout like, uh, who, who sent you here? Are you the leader? There's no understanding. It seems like their only English translator was just Billy Club to death. Get wrecked. Uh, I was hoping that because they were elementals, <laughs> whoops, that I could talk to them. Uh oh, no. It seems like they no. still do speak primordial. All right, and then I say, "Very well," and uh, I charge him. Uh, charge the one in the palanquin. Yeah, is he far away? Yes. So first off, there is How one far? next to you that would probably try and punch you if you ran away. Uh, number two, there is a bodyguard that is currently engaged with Virgil in front of the palanquin. Number okay. three, there's a bodyguard in front of the palanquin, uh, a second bodyguard. Uh, I charge the one attacking Virgil. Okay. And I will take that attack of opportunity. Alrighty. The one behind you tries to punch you uh, and merely socks your shin guard. Sweet. Then I'm going to run up to the one attacking Virgil, and because Virgil is within five feet, I'm going to sneak attack. Very nice. Uh, with a 14. 14 will just hit this guy. Whew. For 15 damage. 15 damage. This guy already injured by Virgil uh, crumbles to the ground, and you hear uh, it let out a guttural, Gnome, 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 as it falls to pieces. And as he hits the ground, you feel that rumble underneath your feet again. And now all of you oh. feel it. Hmm. Hmm. What was that? But the question is, does Avalon care? Hobbs, <laughs> <laughs> not. Uh, it's Ishmael's turn, Definitely though, before no. Avalon. So, I Ishmael, finish... you feel the, the ground crumble underneath your feet. And yeah, at the very start of this turn, basically, you've got uh, whichever one of the two of them untied that you were packing on first. Sure. Um, were they not tied together? Were they tied separately? They were tied together, but I'm thinking like they were tied up and then bat lashed together. Okay, um, that makes sense. So then they couldn't I, move independently. Uh, the one I of them that's asleep flute. is Doozy. Okay. Okay. And yeah. So I untied the awake one flute. Um, so I, I finish uh, cutting his rope. And uh, I'm I'm now like panicking a little bit, feeling these uh, rumbles in the earth. So I say to him like really fast, like, D -d -d do you know where is there stardust? Is there stardust here? Have you seen any? Is that? Uh, no, I think that the stardust was us. Oh fuck! All right, get out of here as fast as you can. Meet up with us later, okay? We have to get out of here. Are Untie you your sure? Friend. I don't. I I don't want to leave you here to fight off these folks alone and i say uh oh no you won't be and i take out my guitar and cast fog cloud classic all right fog cloud is a radius of uh 20 feet around me and i'm in the middle of them all i'm assuming right was the like the fire in the middle of the whole camp yes it was yeah, so I don't know if that spreads to all of them, but there's now fog everywhere. And then uh, in the middle of the fog, uh, I shout, let's go! 
And as you shout this, uh, you, uh, you can see that, uh, Detective Tudor Flute, uh, pulls out his pretty sharp, uh, like he's got very sharp fingernails, uh, maybe from bird talons. Uh, and he begins, like, scratching, uh, out the, uh, the ropes around uh, Detective Doozy. As you cast your fog cloud, the ground underneath you rumbles a third time, and this time it begins to shift. Oh no. And slide down the mountain. Uh huh. Next pulse is Avalon. <laughs> Wait. All right. <laughs> okay. So I'm still under five gnomes, right? Yes. <laughs> All right. I'm also, guessing that you're I under dropped... a, cl- a fog of a cloud of fog. Uh, a uh, wash of fog has rolled over the uh, uh, what the the twenty foot radius around you, uh, and it seems like well to anyone who isn't Avalon who probably can't take stock of the situation. Uh, mm-hmm. The uh, this chunk of the mountain is broken off and is beginning to slide down and through the jungle. Holy crap! All right. Uh, so, yeah, I, I don't even notice the fog cloud because, well, there's gnomes in the way. Yeah. Gnomes, I'm sorry. Sure. You um, do hear the, the call from Ishmael, though. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't respond to that. So, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna guess that, like, I basically just, like, dropped my greatsword at my feet when I got tackled like that. Sure. That um, makes sense. So, my plan here is to... Um, pick up one or two of the gnomes and just sort of whirl around and beat the others to death with whatever I can pick up. <laughs> other gnomes? gnomes. Mm-hmm. Great. Just picking up a rock and smashing other rocks with that rock. Amazing. What do I need to do for that? Uh, I think that would be a normal strength-based attack roll. Okay. Um, that's a nat 20. Of course it is. Damn. Avalon's very good at hitting people with other people. Uh, yes. Roll me, like, I don't know. Uh, let's say, like, greatsword damage plus a d6. All right. That is 16 damage. 16. In the center of the fog, once again, you catch glimpse of flame, Flaxen. Uh, flame and burning eyes uh, piercing through the fog. It is so bright. Uh, of uh, uh, You just catch flashes. Uh, it's very cinematic. Of Avalyn uh, picking up this gnome uh, and in a single fell swoop, smashing four gnomes to nothing but powder. Uh, as, uh, four of them. Uh, yeah. And, and then finally, the one you picked up, throwing it upon the ground. And you hear, Flaxen, the scree of the phoenix, uh, this bound elemental, wherever it is, channeling its full life force through Avalon, Veristinia. I give, like, a sly glance around to see if anyone else notices it. It's a fog cloud. <laughs> notices the screaming. Oh. Yeah, uh, you, you don't see anyone notice it, but also you are looking into fog. Yeah, when I hear it, I like I kind of jump like I wasn't expecting a loud noise. I have a question. Yeah. So like, I don't know if this is in your plan. These we came up this mountain thing to get stardust, and you're describing these gnomes as being turned into dust. They're not the same thing, are they? No, like they're being that's rock mushed into powder. Stardust. Okay. You were told that there was stardust up here. The stardust was the star elementals. And they took the opportunity to ambush you. I see. Cool. Hey, if we capture these gnomes, could we just throw them into the furnace? I want to try it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, it's Virgil's turn. So there's another guard, and then there's a palanquin. 
And yes, there's, there's a, a guard and a palanquin. The palanquin is on this chunk of mountain that is sliding down the uh, mountain. I see. It's also all covered in fog, so the palanquin is just barely visible from where you are. Wait, wait how big is this? How much the radius of this fog? 20 feet from the center. From me, the center of the camp. Gotcha. Uh, I want to I wanna leap onto the sliding palanquin. Great. Uh, athletics, maybe? Sure. Though, I'd say you have advantage since the palanquin bearers are pretty shook by sliding down a mountain. 18. Uh, you are easily able to jump into the palanquin, uh, and the gnome inside uh, immediately puts up both of his hands and says, Gnome, 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 gnome. Uh, and he gestures uh, to a, a box uh, that sits under his seat inside the palanquin. All right, I, uh, I grab it, and I want to look inside to finish my turn. Okay, you grab it and you pop open the box and inside this velvet box, the box itself looks like it's pretty swanky. You could probably sell this thing for like 80 gold pieces at the right market. It's encrusted with so much gold. Inside, you can see neatly laid in velvet, six vials of stardust. (laughs) Ha ha. Hello. Eat the rich. (laughs) (laughs) You say eat the rich? the means of production. Yeah. (laughs) Rowan's point is proved. No, All right. no, throw, I, throw him out of the palanquin. <laughs> <laughs> I braced myself for impact. <laughs> All right. Uh, next would be the bad guys. Uh, a three more gnomes hurtle towards you, Avalon. Missing, hitting, and missing. Do they have did advantage because you you're attacking recklessly? Yeah, yep. I didn't. Yeah. Oh, that's a nat 20 now and another hit. So all three Ooh. of them hit because you were so reckless. Yeah. Dealing. Uh, that's nine damage. Okay. And two damage and four damage. Um, and this is non-magical bludgeoning damage? Correctamundo. Okay, so that's five and one and what was the last two. number? Now total, because it was four. Okay, so five, one, two, eight. All right. I've still got 19 hit points left. Uh, wow. Yipe. Uh, okay. That's more than I The have. ones that were attacking you... Uh, uh, Ishmael, continue mm-hmm. to try and attack you, though you're okay. surrounded in fog. Um, uh, one of them manages to strike a blow. Okay. The other two, uh, you can see, uh, walk right past you and then tumble off the side of the uh, yeah. chunk of mountain sliding oh, down. Oh, cute. <laughs> they fall into the jungle. Okay. Which consumes them. Uh, okay. Uh, the one that does hit you, though. It swings its little billy club at you and gets a five as it cracks you right on the shoulder. Ah, I thought I would also voice my reaction the way that Virgil did. Thank you. No, it's great. It really brings me into the scene. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And then uh, Rowan, there were two attacking you. God, that's some crits also. My God. Am I going to get knocked out again? (laughs) (laughs) Dealing seven points of damage as this guy billy clubs you right on the back of the skull. I your see. Head I am at two HP. <laughs> at least uh, it wasn't a nail in your face this time. Yeah, let's knock on wood right now. The last bodyguard in front of the palanquin uh, grabs its little, uh, you know, spike and tries to stick you through the gut with it, uh, Flaxen. Okay. Hitting, doing a mere four points of damage. All right. Uh, and that's the bad guys. Top of the round again? Uh, top of the round, Rowan. Top of the round. So we're like all sliding right now. Yes. Um, 
How far away am I from the palanquin and how like structurally sound is it? Uh, you can't see the palanquin anymore. There is fog. Okay, gotcha. So we're just all blindly sliding down we sure really are. rapidly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, great. Love I didn't completely see this, this coming. <laughs> uh, <laughs> thanks. Ishmael. And now no one else can either. Figure out if I don't have any spells that are useful at all. Um, like clear fog. <laughs> no, I do not. G- gust of wind, I think. But uh, yeah, that's what it is. Hmm. I super don't know what to do. Um, other than just kind of like slide hopelessly. Is there like anyone in my? <laughs> I just picture like a sad face as you just. Slide. Uh-huh, <laughs> this is uh-huh. my life now. I don't know. Maybe I'm still feeling some residual guilt over like getting that one okay no gnome slaughtered. Yeah, I think you have proficiency with that slide hopelessly plus two. Uh-huh. <laughs> Accepting your like defeat uh, is life kind is of meaningless. A- is it- so yeah. I guess it, I'm just trying to like avoid like any sort of unnecessary debris or like getting uh overwhelmed mm-hmm. and trying to like stay above whatever this like uh, whatever material matter is like crashing into me i guess sure, just sure, try sure. my best to stay above it yeah make me um, a dexterity I- save have advantage since you're spending your whole turn doing it wow these are not great rolls um 12 Nice. As you're hurtling through the jungle, uh, you duck and you dodge your way through the uh, through the oncoming vines. You're kind of at the front of this sliding chunk of mountain going downhill, uh, and you catch a vine around the throat, uh, Ooh, and oh. it like wraps mm. onto you, and you are immediately dragged like forcefully all the way back across the mountain, uh, since you are stuck in basically midair oh. while the oh, mountain no. slides Jeez. underneath you. Um, oh no. Oh. So, okay, so I'm like kind of just like, it's under my neck, but I grab a hold of it, right? So I'm just like hanging on for dear yes. life. So you're hanging on and you're basically like in the jungle as the mountain slides out underneath you. Cool. Uh, next would be Flaxen. What, uh, what's the situation like right now? It, am I just in fog? Uh, you're in fog. You can still see the one bodyguard right in front of you that just stuck you in the, in the gut with its spear. Oh, that's right. I forgot it's he like, did that. Uh, yeah. You guys are actually um, right at the very edge. Since you were near the palanquin, you're right at the edge of this mountain chunk that's sliding down. Uh, so you can see like is, two steps to the left and you are mm-hmm. falling into a screaming chaos of jungle. Can I like yank this? Is the spear in me right now? Uh, I'd say it's sure. Yes. Can I just like yank it out and like try and force him off the edge? Ooh. I love while he's it. Holding on to it. Yes, please. First off, make me a kinda con save to just kind of like yank a spear yeah, out of your gut. Yank, yank a spear out of myself. Sixteen. Uh, Sixteen. You take one point of damage as you yank the thing out of your stomach. Uh, and then uh, I don't know what kind of roll you if you opposed want me to make to I'd actually say. knock him off the edge okay. or strength opposed to right. his like balance acrobatics. Uh, that is an 18. An 18. That is good enough. You push him by the sphere, the spear he shanked you with, uh, and, uh, he goes tumbling off the side of the, uh, mountain face, uh, into the I'm jungle. I'm imagining beneath. this, like, like, as I pull it out, I, like, kind of just poke him off the edge, but keep holding oh, the spear. Oh, sure. I love that. Spear you kind of, like, grab now. it and he holds onto it and he kind of gives you, like, a quizzical good ohm. And then it's just kind of, yeah. like, a bunk. And he just yeah, falls exactly. Back like, <laughs> nice, sweet. Gnome. Is this a gnome-sized spear? Uh, 
it's definitely too big for a gnome. It's normally used for decorative mm. purposes. So I'd say it's a normal uh, okay. sized spear spear. Sweet. Uh, next would be Ishmael. Um, okay. I shout into the sky, God damn it. And I unconcentrate my fog cloud. So it disappears. Okay. It vanishes. As you look up into the sky as casting that, you can see that Detectives Flute and Doozy are flying now high above the uh, the mountain going down. You can also see basically the entire vista. It is just madness carnival chaos. Uh, and uh, you can see that uh, Rowan is caught by the neck, uh, flying up nearly off the side of the mountain face right now. You okay. can see that Avalon just mushed five gnomes into pulp. You can see the power Palanquin was just invaded and Robin Hooded by uh, Virgil. The whole shebang. Holy crap. Okay. Um, I am a little bit overwhelmed by everything. So I let out this kind of like shriek of frustration, like, ah! Um, and then I want to... I took... D- does Rowan have another knife? Like, do I think Rowan has a way of getting himself down, or is Rowan just fucked? Rowan does have two <laughs> kitchen knives that Rowan stole from the kitchen thing. At okay, the I also have two. daggers on me, so Great. also so- hopefully a weapon. <laughs> so Rowan is probably fine. I'm gonna assume he can free himself. Um, what I want to do is uh try to like run up this like sliding hills in the way that like you're running up a down escalator. Where you're like not really moving. Um, And I want to try to get in a radius of of all of my friends. And I want to get in a 60 foot radius of everyone and uh, just like take the dodge action and prepare to cast Featherfall on everyone if things go bad with this sliding mountain. Awesome. I love it. Yeah. So as you're running up, you can actually look over to your left and see there's just kind of like a jungle parakeet sitting on a tree next to you, like next to where the mountain is sliding down. And you just kind of keep eyes locked with it as you run up because you're running just as fast as it's sliding down. And so it just kind of lets over like a chirp (laughs) as you uh, uh, take the dodge (laughs) and you prepare to cast your feather fall. Uh, Next would be Avalon. Okay. So there's three around me now. Yes. All right. Well, um, the sword is at my feet, ergo gone in Avalon's mind. Uh-huh. So, uh, <laughs> so it's just kicking and tr- punching these things until they're either dust or thrown off the side of the, the mountain. Avalon only sees things in a three-foot radius around him. Yeah, like More a or less. goldfish. <laughs> oh, only an 18. Only an 18. That will definitely hit. Your hearty kick uh, stuns the ground and uh, and stuns the gnome in front of you. Roll me damage. Actually, it's uh, an, what damage? I think do it's you just want me to one damage when you deal unarmed uh, and you don't have tavern it's, brawler. Like Virgil. I think it's one plus your strength, or is that oh, the tavern? One brawler plus thing? strength sounds right. Yeah. All right, and also plus rage damage. So that's six damage. Six damage. Uh, as you as you stomp on one of the gnome's feet, uh, the ground underneath it and you crumbles away and you can see now in front of you uh down the slope uh maybe uh 50 well 40 well 30 well 20 feet in front of you now uh is a massive canyon which your chunk of mountain will immediately slide into and kill everything on it. Uh, And as the ground crumbles underneath you and the gnomes in front of you, uh, the two other gnomes that you didn't stomp and the gnome that you stomped uh, are swept under the tide of the mountain. And seeing this and suddenly having my survival instinct kick in, I exit rage. 
Excellent. Nice. Uh, next pulse would be Virgil. Um, so I'm still hanging out on the in the palanquin with the gnome, gnome, the gen- gnome, 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 gnome. The general. <laughs> <laughs> Do any of the other gnomes seem to be in a position where they could prevent me from hanging out here? Like, no, honestly, it almost looks like every single one of them is dead at this point. Uh, there's still like the one that is fighting. Nope, nope, that's all of them. There's just the one in the palanquin. Is there just? Is the palanquin just like snowboarding down the hill at the this palanquin point? The palanquin is on the side before? of the on the mountain chunk that's sliding down. So it's with you on this chunk of mountain that's oh, sliding okay. down and crumbling, and we're about to be in a canyon. It'd be a shame if it slid off the edge. I mean, it's what about are you, to the you. mafia. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> is a palanquin? So am I inside nice of the thing, or am I on yeah, top of like, the thing? I, I would say you're it. inside a thing. It's a box. Okay. Gotcha. All right. Well, I'm gonna. Um, grapple the leader and just hold on as tight as I can. Just like give him a hold him and squeeze him tight so he's not getting away anywhere. I'm Great. taking this guy my Aww, prisoner. That's so cute. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, and then it's the bad guys, which would just be that gnome who shrieks, gnome, 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 gnome. Uh, and then uh, it's Rowan and uh, at this point, uh, all of you uh, find yourselves on this mountain chunk. Well, actually, let's do Rowan first. Rowan, what do you do now that you're caught up in this jungle vine? I'm at 2 HP, mm-hmm. so I don't think I'm going to be do- doing anything reckless. Um, I think the spyglass is still with me, so I'm going to just take it out and scope out, like, first the <laughs> detriment. <laughs> so, we're just assuming you're chilling? You're just, like, hanging on that jungle vine. Yeah, I'm just, Isn't this I'm just chilling. No, I'm, I'm like, well, I mean, I assume I kind of hoisted myself up, and I'm just kind of, like, chilling there now. Okay, like, so there's the on. hoisting up. That is a part that I did not see happen oh, in the camera. Oh, sorry. <laughs> That's not a thing that was said in the Vocaloids story. <laughs> I, I it, it played out in my head while you guys were doing your actions and I just never vocalized it. Anyways, I hoist myself up and I just kind of like, like you know, hook myself over it with my leg and my arm just to like keep myself stable on it. Um, I guess first I assess like, well, how strong is this vine? Is it going to keep me up for long? Seems like you can, it'll hold you. All right, cool. In that case, I'm not going to do anything reckless. Um, I'm just... Oh, that's no fun. I'm not going to do things reckless. I'm not you. (laughs) I'm not going to do things reckless. I don't want to get knocked out again and have my, like, lifeless body fly over the edge of a canyon. Um, I'm going to take out my spyglass and, I guess, try to assess the situation. Like, I assume, like, everyone's, like, sped out of the fog cloud or... The fog cloud's gone. I dismissed it. It's it's dismissed. Um, Actually, can I see it with my, like, just naked eye of where everyone is? So, yeah, with your spyglass, you have, like, a really solid view of there's this chunk of mountain. It's nearly sliding over the edge of the canyon. It has all of your friends on it, as well as the palanquin. Uh, The two birds are flying up in the air, the two starbirds, Detective Flute and Doozy. And Mm. uh, uh, the gnome, gnome leader is in the palanquin still being grappled by Virgil Badwater. Hmm, I wonder if this is a stretch. Can I like so the bird people are like flying somewhere above me? Yeah. I wanna yell at them. It's like, hey, hey you, we saved your lives. Uh help my friends out. And um I have a rope with me. I toss it up to them and I ask them to like just help out everyone, like fly over them and like pick them up out of the rubble. The eagles. Like are, are they coming. gonna be are they gonna be receptive to that? Or is that too many actions? <laughs> uh you can try. Make me a persuasion check. 
Uh, I got a 17. 17. Uh, Detective Doozy flies down towards your line and uh, in in bird form, so now fully a a little goldfinch, uh, sits on your line uh, and uh, turns over towards you uh, and says, I really like your hat. And uh, kind of uh, cocks its head and smiles at you. Um, Detective Flute, however, a little more sensible, takes your note uh, and squawks, uh, no rope, that's no way that's going to work, but I'll see what I can do to help. Uh, and uh, and Detective Tudor Flute flies over towards the uh, the group of the, the other four of them. Uh, I can and catch then the mountain... five people with Featherfall. Just yes, kidding. and then the mountain falls off the edge of the uh, canyon. Wow! All right, that's when I cast it. <laughs> okay, and immediately as you uh, as you all are uh, going off the edge of the canyon, and you see the ground disappear from underneath you, uh, you all begin to lazily drift downwards. Uh, Virgil, I guess you kind of hit your head on the top of the palanquin. Because the palanquin isn't feather fault. <laughs> yeah, I don't so, think it would work that way. What is the palanquin made out of? Uh, I'd say like metal and wood. Oh boy. Any gold? So it's like the palanquin is dragging Virgil down. Yeah. Uh, let's say it's cloth <laughs> on top. So you like you both tear through the top of the palanquin as it falls around <laughs> around you and you nice. go straight through the top of it. Okay. I am. I'm just astonished that I'm floating. Um, I, I can fly. What what magic is this? How did we get here? Uh, Were we on top of a mountain? I look below us. What's the what's the canyon like? The canyon is very beachy. It seems like it leads. It's kind of a river that comes down from the the center of the island and leads towards uh, uh, the beach, basically down the beach from where you guys landed. Okay, um, I shout it to everyone. Uh, don't freak out. We need to get out of here. I stretch my arms out and try to, like, be a bird. <laughs> I'm freaking out a little bit. I'm still holding on to the spear in one hand, though. And, uh, and Tudor Flute uh, flies along with the four of you uh, as you descend to the base of the canyon floor. So we'll set this up as two scenes. Um, let's start with the four of you and Detective Tudor Flute. The four of us? Yes. There are five of us. Nope. The four of you and are Detective leaving, Tudor Flute and Rowan, Rowan is with Detective Doozy uh, up in the uh, vines. So that's why we're doing this as two got scenes. It. So let's start with the four of you and Detective Tudor Flute. Uh, you guys all land at the base of the canyon. It's pretty pristine down here. Um, if it wasn't for the smell, uh, there is a smell of just, uh, polluted, gross, rotting corpses coming from upriver. Those of you who have a little more military experience probably know that smell pretty well. That's the smell mm-hmm. of a slaughter. Uh, oh, God, poor people. Uh, I've never smelled this smell, <laughs> so as soon as I smell you it and land, I people. just I mean, like... Yeah, you don't know that they're poor. They could be could have been <laughs> I, very I wealthy. Double uh, over. I associate all bad smells with poor people. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> At this, Detective Tudor Flute kind of turns over towards you and gives you like a big pair of bird eyes. Uh, 
and uh and Tudor Flute uh says to you all uh perhaps we can head out towards the uh uh the beach and get away from this morbid scene. Oh god, yes. I I start like limping towards the beach. I need my sword. I want to know what happened here. What about uh Rowan and your buddy? Uh Doozy? Doozy. It's a tragedy, but they're lost. We'll have to go on without them. Aye, aye, Captain. No! At, at this, uh, uh, Detective Tudor Flute falls to his knees and says, No! You have to be kidding me! I am. <laughs> what? Great joke. Great joke, Captain. <laughs> I'm not laughing God. in character. <laughs> I'm, so glad. I'm so glad I'm not here to witness this, like, absolute like, travesty. <laughs> Um, can I can I look for my sword? Yes, you um, can. Make me a perception check. Eighteen. Eighteen. You find not just your sword, but several other things besides, in the form of a sweet loot. Uh, you find hey. uh, around holy cow, uh, ninety five gold pieces uh, scattered at the base of the river uh, around the bodies of the dead gnomes. Or well, they're not dead. They're they're unsummoned. Uh, the uh, they're knocked out. The, uh, the other stuff you find, you find, uh, uh, around at least, uh, three pouches worth of leftover gnome dust residue, uh, which you think would be a very strong alchemical reagent, uh, based on the book you picked Ooh, up in Last Adventure. Um, yeah. The book says that gnome residue is particularly good at making potions that grant temporary health. Hmm. Mm. Useful for all these squishy people in the party. The uh, uh, <laughs> the last thing you find is you find your sword, uh, and you also find uh, one of the billy clubs of one of the gnomes that looks particularly nice. Uh, it looks like it would be what would be called a plus one club by D and D standards, uh, ah, and you can also sell it for one a, good, a plus one truncheon. Yeah, a plus one luncheon. Um. So what is that? A D four or a D six? Uh, I believe that's a D six. Okay. Um. Yeah, I'm not. I, someone else can have that. I'm taken off towards the beach, that. covering my mouth and nose from the smell. Yeah, so is uh, Detective Tudor Flute, though giving you a pretty wide berth, Virgil, and is walking up next to Ishmael. <laughs> does he have his uh, bird head on? He does have his bird head on, yes. All right, cool. When he has his bird head on, does he still have a human body? Yes. Whoa. He has two forms he has very, bird like, head, human body, and he has bird whole, whole body. Bird, bird body, human bird head. head, bird body. There's two options. No. That would be not that useful. Uh, bird Assuming body, human skill. hands. No. Oh um, God. Yeah. <laughs> Great, uh, Ishmael. You can see uh, that uh, Detective Tudor Flute, while uh, uh, Doozy is a gold finch, uh, Flute is a golden eagle, uh, oh. and looks quite regal uh, standing next to you. Are they like? Are they appropriately sized? Is one of them really tiny and one of them kind of big? Uh, their heads are the same size as their bodies. It's not like that. That would be very scary. <laughs> I meant when they were in bird uh, form. When they're bird form, yes, they are that size. Also, their human forms are kind of that way, too. Uh, Doozy's uh, a bit smaller and uh, uh, nimbler, um, and Flute is a little more uh, muscly and proud. Okay, so... Look oh, at man, nice. I just have this mental image of a goldfinch's head on a on a full sized human's body, and it's. I haven't. Uh, did you call them? Tudor I have an important flute? Emma playing this game question. How how beautiful Great. is he? They're really hot. Yeah, <laughs> they're very hot. 
They're both very <laughs> hot, but I think I don't know. I don't know Ishmael's like read of the situation. Ishmael's I don't know Ishmael's preferences in terms of like what kind of body types he, he leans he to. Doesn't but have one. I think like B- bird or not bird. bird he's, he's no, 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 no. I, I mean, in terms of, <laughs> I, I would say like as opposed to like uh, the small, meek, and beautiful versus the big, proud, and beautiful. Uh, but I would say there is something very uh, like I don't know. Like old school Greek about this uh, this cool. guy. All right. Um, yeah. So when I reach this beach with him, I like look around for our boat. But then as soon as I like look over and catch sight of flute, I just kind of like stop looking for our boat and just like look at him like, whoa, just in awe okay. for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> you can also see a couple of tears running down his bird face. It's like a beautiful uh, because... image from a fairy tale. So I just like stop. Oh, everything yes. and... Or like the front of a romance yeah. novel. Uh on do, do, eBay. Wait, can, can we see the bodies or can we just smell them from you up, can just smell river. them if you wanted to see them so as you're like looking around this scene it seems if you went up river you could probably see the the site of the massacre no i don't actually want to see that i was just if i could see them i was going to burn the bodies but uh, i don't want to go looking for that so i follow everybody once i'm done searching sure so you uh you catch up with virgil and with Flaxen. I like the movement Wait, you just on. had to make to search for the name Flaxen. Ben just like turned uh-huh. his head like four just times. Just looking around. Well, because I'm keeping my <laughs> mouth in the same place, but I'm moving my eyes around in circles. So what were you saying, Virgil? Oh, I want to check in with this gnome leader. Uh, you are still holding the gnome leader who is uh, keeping quiet through the whole scene. In fact, you've he, you've noticed he's beginning to try and slip his way out of your hands, uh, and you've been able to keep him pretty like tight up. He's made of rock, so he's not the most wriggly fellow. I want it to be one of my main prerogative to hang on to this little fucker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can do that, for sure. You've got this little fucker. And do we have like a bag to put him in? Not on us. <laughs> I mean, check your inventory, dog. I left my bag on the ship, actually. Um, but I did find <laughs> a bunch of stardust. Anybody want to hang on to this? Six vials. You do. You do. <laughs> I- I'll I'll hang on to it and this dude. Um, <laughs> I shake the dude. I shake it, him real it good. It goes gnome, 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 and three silvers fall out of its shoe. <laughs> All right, sick. I want to shake. <laughs> keep shaking. I want to shake him. Keep, keep doing it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you shake this him thing again. Just produces money. Uh, as you shake him even more, uh, a few more silvers fall out of his shoe, making it a total of ten. Uh, and a little diamond ring falls off his uh, his pinky finger. And then he spits up on me. Didn't this guy speak English or does he not? He's uh, primordial. No. Or common. He speaks primordial. Who's also, it's spoke- common. I messed that Who's one up. Who's the one that spoke common? You said he was uh, English. Yeah, I, oh, I did. He's, he's yeah. The, all right. There's la- layers the, the to one this. That, the only one that spoke yeah, common yeah. was Truncheon to desummoning. Ah, okay. So the uh, the four of you congregate with a gnome and the uh, golden eagle all at the beach. And at this point, you are away from the smell of the bodies uh, and you're next to the smell of the salt and the ocean. You can't see your boat from here, um, but I think uh, it's not a hard guess to uh, figure out the direction it is. And it's a pretty small island, so if you walk far enough in a direction, you'll hit it. Um, uh, But the the exhaustion of the long jungle hike and then the battle uh, catches up to you here. 
And also, it seems like Detective Flute uh, has a couple of questions and kind of wants to to take a breather. Hey, uh, guys, I-, I take it we won. Like we we beat we beat the gnomes. I mean, we certainly beat we, them. We took their stardust. Oh, they had stardust. That's good. Oh, I'm assuming um, that Captain Virgil what? showed everyone the stardust. Yeah. What's uh? What's this one, Steel? Well, he's their leader, or she, and I'll, I'm going to ransom it back to him or something. W- was their leader? They're all kind of... Wait, it was, was every single one of these gnomes up in that clearing? No, there were some not- we left in the town, I think. There were certainly more gnomes than this, says uh, Detective Flute. When we came into the village, there were at least a hundred, two, and I would imagine those are only the colonialists they left on the island. What are what are you doing here exactly? Yeah. We were running away. After we met up and talked at Mo Daughter Harbor, your story didn't totally add up, I'll say. Uh, and even with the Veristinian name thrown into the mix, that wouldn't keep Flute and Doozy off the trail. So we decided to begin our investigation from ground zero, making no assumptions. What are you investigating exactly? Well, that's... That's what we're figuring out. Let me start at the beginning. We were on vacation at the B&B, and I was going to propose to Doozy. What? Marriage. This doesn't seem relevant. Oh. Yeah, I have not told him. Also, none of you tell him. <laughs> I, I lost our wedding rings because I uh, bartered them away for passage away on the ship fleeing the fog. Huh. I started <gasps> off thinking that we were just hopping on the case of Mondo Stones' breakout from prison, but clearly... Something weirder is happening. That fog is too powerful to be created by Mondo Stones for sure. And Mondo Stones is not even an elementalist as far as I know. You thought that was created by Mondo Stones? I'm s- I mean, he's he's a dangerous man, but I'm sorry to tell you this fog has nothing to do with him. Then that confirms our suspicions, or at least doozies. Yes, so, so we uh, we went to Modotter Harbor and started asking questions, trying to figure out what happened. Unglian showed up. And she, of course, decried to the entire town that uh, you were all breakout prisoners as well. (laughs) You were all heathenist savages that would kill on sight. And you all saved my life. So so that's important. So we're even, right? You saved doozies. So we're not even. I owe you. So you're not going to turn us in, right? Isn't a life worth like three million gold or something? Didn't we just establish that in an earlier episode? (laughs) Yeah, we did. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I should have thought about that before, like literally setting dollars to human lives. I mean, that was just Uh, a cat that said that. It doesn't have to be accurate. That's true. Mm -hmm. Also, a fried egg costs five gold, so everything's fucked up. (laughs) Who knows? It's true. It's true. Yeah. (laughs) Capitalism, am I right? Oh, yeah. Speaking of capitalism... Uh, y'all heard in Rowan's speech, right, about how, you know, the leader shouldn't get more gold. Like, that was a great battle tactic, but, um... What speech? He was, like, trying to distract the, the, the other gnomes, like, oh, you were in a rage, don't worry about it. Uh, anyways, the leader obviously gets more gold, right? Like, we can all agree on that. She was just bluffing. I happen to believe, says Flute, that gold itself should be banned, and we should place our financial value in a more sustainable and less tied to, you know, a natural resource like gold. Perhaps some kind of paper printed with uh, oh, form of currency. Oh, do you have any that you could give us then if you want to divest but yourself of Wouldn't that lead them? to rampant inflation if you could just produce as much paper as you wanted? You'd have to back Can we be like walking back to the town and <laughs> oh, debating boy. politics and money and economy? 
as you guys are debating like politics and money, me. meanwhile, Rowan and uh, uh, Doozy are sitting on a vine. Mm-hmm. And Doozy uh, turns over towards you and says, I really do like your hat. D-I-N-N-I-N-G. Wait, that's Vinning. <laughs> what? Cool. It's not your scene anymore, so shove Hashtag it. Vinning. Vinning. Um, Jeez. Where'd thanks. you get it? I take that as a compliment. Um, I, I mean, I got good, it. it is. Yeah, it's a great hat. I got it in a shop at Mo Daughter Harbor. Oh, sweet. Maybe I should go yep. back there and get one. <laughs> Maybe you should. Maybe you shouldn't. Um, at this point, I'm just kind of like, uh, I mean, I kind of see everyone kind of like fly off the side. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I like witnessed uh, Ishmael casting Featherfall. I actually don't know. Yeah, I think so. I think I as think soon as we fell off the side, you'd be able to see that we're now falling slower. Okay, sure. I think that's more interesting than you imagining all your friends are dead. <laughs> yeah. Uh so I just I I still have a rope with me. So I just kind of like I tie a sailor's knot and shimmy my way down the vine um using it. Mm-hmm. And I guess I start to make my way down off the cliff. Is there any way like off it other than just over it? Uh it's a long hike. You climbed up uh, a more cozy side of the mountain. It's going to be a pretty mm. decent like climb down. You're going to be able to make it, but it'll take you some time. Damn. Um, hmm. Before I guess I try to make it down, can I use my spyglass to, like, look off to see where the boat is and maybe where the fog is? Sure. Perception? 18. 18. Used by the fog, uh, you can actually see it pretty clearly now. You guys were dead on the water for uh, over a day, and now you've been here for uh, most of a day. It's coming close. It's probably a little less than a day out. So by tomorrow morning, it'll probably be here. Cool. You can also um, see the boat from here. Uh, it's not direct down the canyon. It's just kind of like a hike back through the jungle. Okay. Um, I guess I'll take whatever the safest, most direct route through the jungle that is from where I am to the boat. Okay. And just meet everyone there. Sounds good. Uh, Doozy kind of uh, flutters up and perches on your shoulder uh, and turns over towards you and says... I don't know if we've met. I'm Detective Doozy. I'm Rowan. Why, why were you you and your partner there tied up? Like, how did you guys get up uh, into the situation? Uh, well, after we ran away from a... Uh, and he fills you in on what the other half of the party has been filled in on. And are you guys just, like, booking it now? Like, what are your plans? Well, our first goal was to get towards the Western Watchtower. It's the last line of defense for anyone escaping the prison, including Mondo Stones, who hasn't gotten that far east yet. There's the natural defenses of Modotter Harbor if someone escapes, and then, of course, there are the locals at Feargubber Island and the, the Veristinian Summer Home. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you don't hear this. Just cut to Evelyn groaning and then cut to- <laughs> <laughs> so there's natural defenses but the truth is someone can get through them if they're very powerful and dangerous which i think Mondo stones is he's pretty terrifying so the western watchtower it's a series of underground mines long flaming fences and then a series of towers armed with ballistae that can knock down a sh- any ship from going further east blocks off from the north end of the triangle to the south no way past it 
So our plan was to head there and inform them that they need to prepare their defenses for Mondo Stones and Unglian if need be. She seems to be going renegade. Mm. Though the more concerning thing to me, frankly, is what happened before. If you were at the prison and escaped, what happened to the warden? So, here's the lowdown. There's some freaky, suspicious stuff that we uh, heard about right before we escaped. I don't think the warden's daughter has as much authority as she claims that she does. We got a peek into, like, a scrying glass, and then I I explained, like, what we witnessed uh, from, like, episode whatever, whenever that happened, because I actually don't remember the details myself. (laughs) But I know that we witnessed something and give the Finch the evidence. So you're telling me... Let me see if I remember this correctly. So you're telling me that Unglian didn't have access to the warden's office, and in fact she had no files or information from the warden at all? That's strange. The only thing that she says she was told to do was stay at the prison and run it while the warden was away? Why did the warden leave? That's what I'm worried about. Well, and the fog, of course. Where did you come from? How did you land yourself in prison? Rowan? That is a personal story. It is not that interesting. Oh, I love not interesting <laughs> personal stories. They're my favorite. Such a good detective. I love reading files. That's my favorite. <laughs> I try to like divert the conversation. I'm not a great conversationalist, as you can tell. And so we just have really long, awkward silences as we make our way through the jungle. No, no, you don't. Because the thing that Detective Doozy is very good at is filling long, awkward silences with personal questions. (laughs) (laughs) Great. My answers get shorter and shorter and briefer and briefer. What all do you tell Doozy? Like, because Doozy does get pretty invasive about your personal life. I mean, I tell him, like, the basic stuff that I've told uh, the other guys, like, I'm a sailor. I did stuff. I landed myself in prison. I escaped. That's it. Oh, I am uh, searching for my seabird name last week. So if you have any details uh, about her, she's been captured by Mondo Stone. I'd really appreciate it, given you know that we saved your life. Oh, she was captured by Mondo Stones. I actually... We we did a little scouting before while we were sitting on the wedge. Uh, Mondo Stones took the south pass, south of the wedge. I think he was making his way to Fear Gubbler Island. What he doesn't know is that they'll be waiting for him, as long as we get there first. All right, we better hasten then. Yeah. Well, fortunately, our long, awkward silences have turned into a long, awkward friendship. (laughs) (laughs) I just... I'm just like, I just kind of like shake my head and think to myself, like, what's with these like weird relationships that people like attach onto me (laughs) that I want no part of? And at this point, you make your way towards the boat out of the jungle. Uh, and you arrive to see all the rest of your companions already there. What are you guys discussing while you're already Definitely at the boat? Definitely money and economics. <laughs> great. Yeah. Yeah, great. Love it. <laughs> I mean, if you can just print it, then what's to stop you from printing more than anybody else has? And That's then once what you do. have more than like, anyone else has. We can all be rich. Has. Can we just keep printing? No. We've had this conversation five different times. No one has access to a printer. I don't even know if they're invented yet. You get all your scribes. Well, and and not to mention, how does that exist within the framework of certain families being better than others? (laughs) Um, (laughs) 
See, now that's really the issue because that's super unjust and mostly terrifying. Yeah, if any family can just print out more paper. Yeah, I definitely just stare at you, Evelyn, with my eyebrows all cinched up like, what? And those people have access to the gold mines. Look, all money needs to be backed by a physical resource. And as and uh, your conversation is interrupted. Uh, <laughs> a scarce physical resource. Hmm. A resource for which there is not a lot of. And if you think about it, I jump into this conversation. Like, if, if you know, you're not printing money and you're using scribes, wouldn't that money just be really easily counterfeited if you just capture one ah, of those scribes? Another good point. How do we have a word for counterfeited, but we don't have printed money? <laughs> well, you can counterfeit other things. You can, if you counterfeit a gold coin, it's still cold, something. No, not necessarily. It might be... Gold plated. <laughs> I counterfeited a dwarf once. Oh, what? what? Doozy. Uh, and this flute runs over and grabs uh, a doozy in a hug. Uh, and and uh, he kind of like squares himself up and kind of turns around and says, I just have to say thank you all so very much for saving our lives. You could have left us up there. You could have left us to fall off the edge. But and particularly turns over towards you, Ishmael. Mm-hmm. Um, we owe you a debt, says Tudor Flute. I, I nod at him and uh, say, well, don't incarcerate us yet, please. Also, I made these for you. I, I mean, I made them for myself, but I can give them all to you since we're all friends now, says Detective Doozy. Uh, and Detective Doozy transforms into human bird form and walks over and hands each of you a friendship bracelet. What? What's, what is it? Like, first what is the it ring, not a friendship bracelet. Uh, it is made so, out of just. Uh, actually, make me an Arcana check. Okay. So the only thing I'm wearing on my upper body is a friendship bracelet. You can wear it on your That's ankle too. Cute. Sixteen. <laughs> 16. Stylish. Uh, they're made out of, uh, it looks like uh, woven threads of selkie hair. I put um, it on. That's so cool. And uh, Ooh, and each useful. of them are made of two colors, like, you know, classic friendship bracelet style. Yeah. Uh, and they're your two favorite colors. Um, and uh, they also, because of their magical properties, seem to grant all of you uh, plus two and proficiency to a random skill. <gasps> so roll your random yeah! skill now, guys. One, what? Two, three, four, so five, plus six, two seven. and proficiency. We... Plus two and proficiency to a random skill. So uh, yeah. don't, don't say them all at the them, same time, so... folks. Wait, we get plus two and proficiency to that one skill. Yes, while you're okay. wearing the bracelet. There are only eighteen skills, so just re-roll if you roll higher than an eighteen. No. So if I already have double proficiency, then re-roll in the it. If you already have proficiency in it, re-roll it. <laughs> Okay, thank goodness, because he was about to give me an extra plus two in athletics, and I just don't think Wait, that. stealth for this kid? Hell yeah. Oh, oh I got Arcana. That's cool. Survival? Oh. Huh. So I've got plus five in survival now, guys. I'm like a, like a ranger now, I guess. Yeah, I'm now like best at stealth. <laughs> plus five to stealth. I'm now a troubadour. <laughs> <laughs> Do you get perform? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> I got plus two in nature. Kind of boring, but all right. I'll take you it. You wandered through a jungle for two hours? I, yeah. need to, uh, <laughs> I need to ask these two detectives a question. Yeah. Because um, they just said that there's this debt. And I say, so um, you wouldn't be potentially willing to help out with uh, you know, like, a, like a trial of sorts. That's the sort of thing that you guys are good at, right? Are you on trial for something? When we talked last, it seemed like you said you were super in good with the Veristinia family, like a lot so much that you should let us free, birds. Um, I did say that, but I thought we were being honest with each other now. 
Um, Tudor Flute says, yes, Doozy, yes. We're being honest with each other. We're coming from ground zero. They saved our lives. Let's let's reset. Yeah, there's there's going to be a, a trial. Um, it's in like a week. Do I, do I know where it is? I, I know where it is, right? You don't. But I do, says Doozy, or at least I can guess. If they're holding a trial for you and they expect you to attend, the only place that they could put it at is Windsor Veristinia's estate. <sighs> All right. Um, I would imagine that they're not actually going to send anyone there. They'll just use his fog chamber to project in all of the uh, defendants and such. You're not actually going to that, are you, Avalyn? That's crazy. We might wind up being there anyway. The truth of the matter is, with the fog approaching as it is, you're probably only going to be able to make it to one of those two islands before you're going to need to move on. And I don't think, sadly, we're going to be able to come with you to the trial if you go. We need to book it as fast as possible to the Western Watchtower and alert them that Mondo Stones and Unglian are making their way towards the east. Well, if you're able to send me any advice. Are you, are we gonna, are you going, Alan? That's insane. Do I got bigger birds to fry? Like, we got a fog coming in. I don't understand what's to be gained from going to the trial. Me either. We, yeah, like Virgil was saying, we've got a fog incoming. We've got, we've got a boat to run. We've got stardust to gather. We've got people to warn. We have things to do. We got a gnomish leader to ransom. And <laughs> my great uncle's estate has a library in it that might be able to tell us something about this. Uh -oh. Wait, really? Now we're talking. Oh. I just made that up. Is that true? Say, hey, make me a little history <laughs> check about Windsor. You you know a little bit about Windsor, Christina, for sure. I hate getting Windsors. Is it Win Windsor yeah, or Windsor? Windsor. Windsor. Depends on your pronunciation. Cool. Wait, like the queen or like Windsor. a sore from the wind? Yeah, yeah, like no, the like royal the queen, family. Like the royal family. Okay. Um, like the, all right, like the so tie knot. It's a 15 for history. 15. So a few things you know about Windsor Veristinia. One, uh, a bit of the black sheep of the family um, definitely lives the furthest west of anyone. Uh, and the west here is kind of known as like a little bit more of like the pirate country. Uh, Windsor also is known as a collector um, of strange and curious artifacts. If there is someone who knows stuff about the fog, he'd probably know it. And you, you also know that Windsor, you've probably met a couple of times. He took a bit of a shine to you. Um, I think he kind of liked that you had a bit of a penchant for socking in your blood. And uh -huh. so there, there was an element of that, that he, he saw a younger himself in you, uh, and would probably welcome you to the, uh, the estate to host the trial if it was there. Well, I feel like we might get more information on the fog from Windsor than from Fug Bugler, uh, Fear Gubbler uh, Island. Island. Ah, right. Look, Rowan, I know you miss your bird, but if there is a chance we can find out information about that fog at Windsor Estate, then we... Are you all right if we go? I take a moment to collect myself and kind of resign myself to it. I don't think we're ready at this point to take on Mondo Stone, just from what I'm hearing from Flute here. Let's go to the library. Okay. <sighs> All right, which means I also have to attend my own trial. Um, sure does. Before that, uh, what is the fog? Slash, do any of you know why the fog is here? I do not know. Mm. Nope. That that's kind of what we want to find out. I I have an idea. I it's certainly a death fog. It's a fog Ooh. of some kind of death. You've been holding out on us. Um, well, we knew that. It kills I, I did wow. actually tell you about that, uh, but it was a well, few episodes and we have not re-listened, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I've 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 had a couple visions of it. I don't know why, but uh, I think it's certainly killing people. And it came from somewhere out in the void, and it's unstoppable and has not changed pace. So you're saying all of the people in Modotter Cove, all of the yes, they're all yeah, they're yes. dead. And we will be too Yikers. if we don't get out of the way of the fog. That's well. That's good to know. Um, that's good to know. At this, uh, Detective Doozy sits down and is a little shook. Uh, and Flute takes point and says, "All right. So, what are your next steps? What are you all planning to do?" We need to go to the Veristinia Estate and see what we can find out about it in the library. Hey. Quick question. Um, what is trial by combat a thing? I was going to ask the same. If this doesn't go well, what are we going to do? I honestly do not know. All right, well. I would also recommend see if you can find any information about Unglian or the Warden. Okay. Cool. I, we have a sneaking suspicion that there is some connection between the Warden's sudden disappearance and the sudden appearance of the fog. Hmm. Or perhaps Mondo Stones. There's, there's, there were some strange things that all happened at the same time, and if there's one thing we know, as good detectives, when a bunch of strange coincidences happen at the time, it's usually that they're not so strange, and they're not so coincidences. That's a good lead. Thank you. Lastly, you should take this. And uh, he reaches into his side satchel and pulls out an official-looking note. It won't hold up in court, but... It should at least let you pass through the Western Watchtower and not appear like prisoners if they don't look too hard. Is it like a pardon note? Yeah, it basically just says, like, we're not prisoners. Please don't look in our hold. Okay. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But, like, a little more official than that. All right. This this is really, really helpful. I think, for now, the debt is paid. Thank you. Thank you very much. Tudor raises out a hand to you, Ishmael, and says, then let that debt be the start of a good friendship. I shake it. And then Tudor turns over towards you, Virgil, and says, Captain? Aye? If you need anything, send word. Anyone in the watch can get back to us. Alrighty. Uh, I uh, I pull him close and say, hey, from one uh, romantic to another, maybe uh, maybe you could make use of this. And I press into his hand the diamond ring that I shook out of the leader. Ooh, nice. I don't. I don't want you to think I'm. I'm all muscle and no heart. Even wait, no muscle is a heart. Heart's muscle. <laughs> um, anyways, are you proposing to him? <laughs> anyways, uh, there you go. And I'd like you to know that. I think you look very athletic, and you shouldn't feel so bad about uh, all of that. Aww. It's kawaii as fuck, man. All right. Yeah, what are we doing with this gnome? If the gnome is still struggling, yeah, maybe you've got him tied up. Uh, if we wanted to get a letter to gnome land, how would we do that? Uh, you could leave it with me if you wanted. We could send it off from the watchtower. All right. I want to write a quick ransom note to Gnome Land. <laughs> They're about to be eaten up by fog. No, 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 these guys are, but not not wherever they came from. We don't know where that island is. Oh. 
Hey, uh, spyglass. Tudor raises out his hand and asks you for a spyglass, Rowan. I hand it over. He looks down the coastline. He says, ah, son of a fucking... Uh, here, here, and passes it to uh, back to you, Rowan. Okay, I, I guess I look at where he's gesturing. What do I see? Uh, you see, walking down the south coast of an island is an army, well, the remains of the colonial army, of the gnomes. And they're walking into the ocean. Huh. Um. Uh, they. It looks like they're retreating, and one of them, with the little gnomish fingers, is flipping off your direction. <laughs> cool. Neat. Great. I relay this to the rest of everyone. Oh, good. Does explain why they don't have boats. Yeah. Yeah. Now I'll sleep well tonight. Yeah, well, but they can't swim up to our boat. They sink. Yeah, that doesn't help. Kind of sad that we can't, like, threaten the hostage we had that will drop him into the ocean. Gnome, 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 gnome. I mean, he might not like it. What if we just ransom him? Like, does he have any- Back to these guys? Like, I want to talk to the leader- in, wait, he he does speak common, right? Or does he, he does no. speak primordial? He speaks primordial, right? So uh, I want to ask him, like, hey, we'll let you go if you pay us. You have taken everything that I own. Uh, what about your people? You'll never see your people again unless they pay us. Unless we get paid somehow. I'm not very good at this. How will I pay you? You've stolen my ring and all of my equipment and my items and well, my stardust. Oh, then you don't get to go home. That's too bad. You're coming on our boat with us. Hope you can cook. He's the poorest king I've no, ever heard I'll of. No, I'll pay you in my song and dance. We can use him as fuel. I was a performer in my youth. Ishmael, <laughs> ask him about his offshore accounts. What are your offshore accounts? Well, I don't... Uh, we, we have money in the banks. They've got money in the banks. All right. Yeah. Oh, then looks like you get to stay with us until we get access to a bank. Hope you like. Wait, hope you like no, boats. I don't have any money in banks. What's a bank? All right, cool. Our work here is done. Let's take him to the boat with us. <laughs> As the birds are flying away, and you guys all return to your ship and back to your various quarters, Rowan, when you go back up towards the uh, uh, and you guys, I guess you have to swim back to your ship. So that's a we whole do. scene. So you guys mm, swim back to your yeah. ship, and you're kind of drying yourselves out on the uh, on top of the deck. Detective Doozy flies up towards the uh, steering wheel and perches on it while uh, you're drying yourself off and beginning to undock the boat. And uh, and Doozy says to you, Rowan, I know you're not, yeah, you know, into her, but if that fog really is going to kill everything it touches, she set up a bit of a romantic scene two islands over as part of this chain. I don't think she deserves to die. You should probably stop off there and let her know before the fog takes over. Um, so this is on the, the, the grub, whatever grub island? No, this is part of the Wedgestone Isles, part of this little isle, isle chain that you guys are on right now. Can I send a letter to her if you guys are passing along the way? Well, if, if you pass along the way, she has a very small sailboat. There's no way she could outrun the fog. I mean, I would like to send a message ahead of time to let her know what's going on, and then we'll pick her up. You don't think you should probably tell her in person? <laughs> what is what? What is up with you? I'm trying to save her life in the most efficient manner I can think of. Yeah, but you did send also agree letter. to go on a date with her, which, you know, 
getting a letter from a bird from a from a bird cop saying hey you're gonna die also i don't like you that's not great feeling you haven't you haven't even like seen the letter what i'm gonna write i'm gonna write hey a death fog is gonna come along prepare yourself we're gonna pick you up oh i've gotten Uh that letter before (laughs) 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 it fills you with dread doesn't it (laughs) 